Are you dealing with the trials of a difficult marriage or going through a separation or divorce? Welcome to the club, friend. Life is messy and it can be hard. I'm Jen Zingmark, a Christian life coach, and I have good news for you. There is a path to find hope, healing, and happiness, no matter what your circumstances are, and I can help you find joy in your journey. So let's go. Hey, y'all, and welcome back for more Gen Juice. So today on the podcast, I have Connie Sokol. She is a best-selling author with over 17 books, a national speaker, a media personality, and a program founder, and a mother of seven children. It's amazing all that she's done, and her passion is helping women live purpose-filled, organized, joyful lives. And I am just so excited to welcome you today. How you doing? So good. How are you? I'm doing great. You look lovely. So perky. You. Thank you. So do you. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love it. You always look great. You're sweet. I I'm just so excited to connect with you. I'm so grateful that you're doing the podcast interview with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm just so fascinated by you. You are just like an energizer bunny (laughs) and you have done so many things. It's amazing. All the books you've written and now you're doing the retreats and you speak and it's, it's amazing, Connie. It's Thank awesome. You. God has been extremely good. I know you know what I'm talking about, but he has been very good to lead me along. And that's why I love the topic that we're going to talk about today, because there's so many things for divorced people to recognize that the Lord has not abandoned them. In fact, absolutely opposite that there's so much ahead for them. So anyway, so true. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here, Jen. Oh, thank you, Connie. You just have so much wisdom and insight and joy to share. I'm thrilled to have you and learn from you. Why don't you start by telling everyone a little bit about yourself, like where you're from and, you know, a little bit about your life. You betcha. So like you said, seven kids, most of them are grown now, which is crazy. It's so different than it was before. And I've always felt drawn to speak to women. So I've talked about purpose, identity, And then in the last few years, that's really morphed into helping women to step up and speak up so that they can share a message that they feel a rumble to share. So I actually now train women to be speakers, writers, and media presence for him. So there's that divine purpose. And these principles work across the board for men and women, which is so interesting. In fact, Education Week, I've been speaking there for over 20 years, and I always have men in my class. It's so great. I love it. They're bold. Thank you. But it's wonderful that they, they practice these same principles and they can get those results of being able to to do something that they feel compelled to do and be able to do it in a way that partners with the Lord. And I think that's just a huge piece. And it's been a huge piece of my life. So I've been in different countries, Scotland and Canada and raised in different places and then end up coming to BYU. And then one thing led to another. I got into journalism and then ended up going on a mission to Japan and then coming back and going into elementary education, though I didn't want to. And just one thing kind of led to another. And then I fell into speaking for, especially for youth back in the day, that's what it was called. And then into education week and then started writing some books. And then people were like, well, I want to do events. Do you have events that you go to? So I started doing some events and then writing for Deseret News and LDS Living and then doing a radio show for KSL. And then TV for Studio 5. And it's just been kind of one thing led to another. And it wasn't as bump free as it may sound. It wasn't like I just continually fell into things, but it wasn't, I wasn't necessarily planning on things turning out this way, but 
God has led me down this path of, I know the core thing is I want to help people step up and speak up and share what they feel divinely compelled to share and do it in a way that is articulate, distinct, and different and in happy ways. So I feel that way about everybody I meet, that they have a story to share. They have a message to share to assist in his work. And how are they going to do that in the meantime that you're doing carpool, going through a divorce, dealing with health issues, you know, all of the things it's like, really? And do I have time for that? Does this come with a maid? You know, like, I, how do I go about all of that? And I felt that over the years, it's been, it's been a beautiful, divinely guided path that now I turn back and I am able to help people shortcut a lot of these things and learn some tips and tools that will help them to do it in a better way. That is so amazing. And I love what you said that we're so busy. We moms who do lots of other things besides being a mom and you've been able to accomplish so much, but yet it might sound smooth, but there were definitely bumps along the road for you and for me and many of my listeners. Divorce was one of those bumps. So just share how long you were married and how long you've been single and what that journey was like for you. You bet. So Married 25 years, like I said, seven kids and so much learning. I really am not to be a Pollyanna. I am so grateful for all the learning. I really am. There's, there's so much of a desire I feel to help women and all the things that I learned help me to be able to get what I call this life tool belt so that when I'm talking to women, I can go deep fast. I can, they start talking about a son with Asperger's and I'm like, I had one too. And they say divorce. And I say, you know, I've gone through that too. And they say, wow, there was all this sort of genetic stuff that I wasn't aware of, of anxiety and depression and bipolar and all these different things in family genetics. And I'm like, I've been there too. And you're learning and you're trying to figure things out as you go. And this is all back in the day, you know, where there wasn't Asperger's wasn't even a thing. People kept saying it was ADHD or there was anxiety or depression. People weren't talking about it. So there was hard to figure out what was going on and people in my family and what they were experiencing and my kids. And, but all of it has blessed me to be able to see things, learn things, practice things in our home, coping skills, verbiage that I never would have had before and being able to help my kids now change the legacies and be able to give them tools give them phrases, give them abilities and capacities that they would not have had before. And now I get to see the fruits of that. I see that in their relationships. Now that my kids are more on that adult side, seeing that they're aware of red flags, they're aware of how to share their words. They can stay in a situation that makes them uncomfortable. That makes me uncomfortable. I need to leave, or I would rather do X, Y, and Z. Whereas before they wouldn't have said, boo, you know, I think so much of what happens in our divorce situations I know, and I'm not under um, underestimating the impact of the, the horrific things that people have gone through, all of us, and the emotional, physical, mental, all kinds of abuse and all kinds of things that happen. And I simply choose to acknowledge that, do the grief cycle that continues on, get that two pound box of C's chocolates. I'm all over that. <laughs> but it takes to be able to move through it and beyond it. And that's when I see this incredible magic happen with people. I've, I spoke at the life after divorce conference a couple of times um, in the last couple of years. And, and it's been so powerful as we focus on focusing forward, what happens to people and how quickly they're able to heal so many different things. And, and often generations of things is what we're sort of, it's incumbent on us to move through if we're going to heal anything at all. And what a gift we become in our lineage to be able to be the legacy breakers, to be the healers, to be the 
catalyst for things being done differently and better. And I think that's just such a beautiful journey. So long story short, yes, I've been single for five years and that five years has been powerful and pivotal. I was one of the ones that I was not in a rush to get remarried at all and really valued and enjoyed my freedom and the ability to become and flourish and then help my children establish what we call the new norm. And that was a really big piece. I think sometimes post-divorce people are so lonely. They've been lonely in their marriage for a long time, most likely, and they just want to be loved and seen. But if you can move through that and partner with Heavenly Father and the Savior during that time, that is where you're going to feel that fulfillment and that meaning and that groundedness. I remember um, an experience where I felt to go to a certain temple and it was 30 minutes away from the one that's like 10 minutes away from me. And I was like, what? So I went to that temple and I walked in and I did initial stories, you know, and it was, this temple was always screaming busy. And there was only like three women in the waiting area. So I sat down and I'm just open up the scriptures and I, I opened up the topical guide and I was being very clear and high functioning. And I, I need to stay on point. This is right during my divorce. And I just had this clear thought. I do not want guidance and direction today. I just want comfort. So I turned to comfort and I saw a scripture that really stood out to me and I opened up to it and it was so gorgeous. And it's interesting during a couple of years, a lot of the time of going through that divorce, Isaiah had been absolutely key for me, which Isaiah, like who even <laughs> understanding Isaiah, but I can't even express how many times I opened it up and he said exactly what I needed. And I got it. I understood it. So I opened up and I saw it was second Nephi that I felt to turn to. I opened up and it said, I am he, I am he that comforteth thee. And I just felt this wash. And then I looked and it was second Nephi quoting Isaiah. So funny. Heavenly father has such a sense of humor. And then I noticed on the page just opposite, there was that scripture that said, I will make your wilderness a garden as Eden and you will flourish. And it's going to be beautiful and wonderful. And I just goosebumps and I could feel it. And then all of a sudden, I felt this tap on my knee and I look up and there's my friend of 30 years that had moved away. And she's looking at me like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, what are you doing? And I just reached up and put my arms around her neck and sobbed. And I hadn't done that yet in this whole experience. And she just did it. You know, we women are like, yes. you're in the back of the restaurant and you're just comforting someone, you yeah. know, but I knew, I knew that they were there comforting me, filling all those things. There was another scripture that I read another time that said, I am thy husband. And that was again, Isaiah. And I knew, I knew he was saying, take the time you need to get grounded, get settled, feel your freedom, help your kids create this new norm. They are going through such a hard time. There's so much upheaval and so much they're not saying because they can't articulate it. So I really focused on what is this new norm for our family, setting new routines for the kids helping them to feel grounded, having prayer and scripture every night, and then family counsel so they could share thoughts and feelings. One other thing that we did do, and then I can leave the subject. I probably have it, beat it like a dead horse, but it's <laughs> so pivotal to have this, create this new norm and allow yourself that time and, and just be disciplined and just creating that time. Now it's different for everyone. I, I want to acknowledge. I have a friend who got married very quickly and they've been lovebirds for years. It's the sweetest thing. In <laughs> it's all different for everyone, but just giving yourself that permission. But one thing that we did that was so helpful, I felt impressed to do a trip with my kids right after the mediation as soon as possible and prayed about it. And I'm not kidding. 
this download, one of our favorite places to go was Hawaii and the download was Hawaii. And I have to tell you, I was like, okay, so how do we do this? And just went totally in faith. And the Lord provided every possible thing, the money, the the capacity, the ability to plan, the ability, a friend had a, a, a place on one of the islands and it just happenstance in a conversation that it boom, ba boom, ba boom. It was one of the most incredible experiences we had. And we went with a clear intention, which was we're closing this chapter. Love it. All the learning, all the good. We're going to keep all the good. And we're opening up this new chapter. And we just cocooned. We didn't post on social media. We didn't do anything. We just cocooned for those seven to 10 days. I can't remember how long it was, but it was magical. And that is another thing I encourage if anyone's at that stage. Maybe it's St. George. Maybe you just go for a weekend at the Holiday Inn and you just cocoon and that's beautiful. It just happened to work out that way for us. But I so invite you to do something like an Ebenezer that marks. We did that. We went through that. And guess what? There's a whole new world, Q Ariel, but there's a whole new world ahead of us. And there's so much good and set that tone. I think that's just a huge piece. Oh, I love that so much, Connie. I just got chill bumps when you told that story. I agree with you completely. Even though we go through these difficult things like divorce that changes everything in your world and in your life for you and your children, we can learn and grow from it. And there is hope and happiness beyond that. And that's actually where you and I met was at the Life After Divorce Conference at BYU where I spoke and you spoke. And I just, it has become my passion since my experience to try to instill some hope in a better life after divorce that it doesn't have to be that thing that you carry with you, that you can become better and have a more fulfilling, rewarding life beyond that. It can really improve you and help you see a wider expanse of what is available to you, even though at the time it can seem like the most difficult thing in the world. So I love that you do that. And I love all of your suggestions about um, taking a trip, starting intentionally to live a new life and to embrace that change. It's so beautiful. One of the things that you talk about a lot is having a purpose and an identity. So how did those things help you move beyond divorce? Oh, such a great question. I think one of the hardest things that happens, especially for women, is in a divorce, usually they felt, I use the word shredded, and they usually have felt that their identity has either been suppressed or they've had to become a certain person in order to survive the situation that they've gone through. And I think it's so important, first and foremost, to turn around and thank yourself for being able to do whatever it took to protect your kids, to go through that, to help things keep moving, smiling on the days that you were absolutely devastated by news or whatever it was, and you're still doing carpool and you're still showing up with the science fair. All these that are so awful and so hard. I think about that phrase from Ginger Rogers when she was talking about her dancing with Fred Astaire. And she said, I did everything he did backwards and in heels. And I feel like that's what you do when you're going through this experience. So I think embracing your amazing, stellar soul and self and saying, I did that and good job. And I would even say, go, go get something that defines that a dress, an outfit, a something splurge, because you're not going to want to do that. You're going to want to save every little bit and you're, you're on a budget and all the things, but I would encourage you to do something that is a symbol to you that says, I did that. And that was amazing. And then I think being able to recognize that person is still in there. That person that was suppressed or shredded or whatever is still in there. And not only 
Is she ready to surface again? But she is truly better, stronger, faster, bionic woman kind of things. But she has capacity for that because now you have set a clear boundary or something has happened and you've had to set clear boundaries. And now you know just how much you can go through and still survive and thrive. So I think acknowledging all that, taking a day, a few hours, whatever you can do to acknowledge that is huge. And that will lead you to this, this purpose of this next phase. So I know President Nelson, I love how he's always talking about purpose and identity. He talked about it to a group of training and that's where it came from. They said, what, what can we do to keep them on the straight and narrow? He said two things, purpose and identity, teach them that. And then in conference, a few conferences ago, sitting down with Sister Corden, same thing. Why? Because purpose changes everything. So what I find when I'm working with women, especially, they tend to, um, what you were talking about earlier, they wear the scarlet D and it's look what happened to me. Not intentionally. A lot of times it's just more of a, I'm stuck in this vortex of look what happened to me or what was done to me, or it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. And here's one sweet way that the Lord did it for me. And I got done with my second mediation. Again, it was like 12, 13 hours. And I just could not wait to get home to my kids. Just, I was like, when can I get home? It was like 11 o'clock at night. And, and I, I could feel it was done. It was a done thing. And that, that is a moment, you know, where you just feel like, and it is finished, you know? Oh yes. It's heavy. It's It's heavy. heavy. It's heavy. And you feel this, um, sort of contra indication of it's heavy, but then you feel this release, but then you feel guilty about feeling released, but then you feel the weight of now what, right? It's so complex. Yeah. There's so many variables and you just feel such a, it's a relief, but also such a letdown. Like you, you go into marriage with so much hope and anticipation and dreams. And when it ends, it doesn't feel good. Even when you know, that's the right thing that it should end. It's right. Then it doesn't feel good. So there's just a lot you have to process. And it's so confusing because there's kids at home likely, or there are situations that still require you to wake up put a smile on your face and keep functioning. Right. And I think this is like women, this, if you could describe women, that's what we do. We just keep showing up. Right. We just keep functioning. Mm -hmm. So the next morning I had volunteered to help at our community day that we had, this is very, um, you know, Andy Griffith kind of feels this beautiful day and all this thing. And I did not want to, in my mind's eye, I was like, I want to take the next two months under my covers with that two pound box of seeds chocolate. (laughs) I have earned every calorie. Right. Yes. But the beautiful thing is that the Lord made me step. So I stepped right into that Woodland Hills day. And then I was doing studio five at the time. And I got a clear download. I need you to go on studio five and talk about this. And I was like, I don't want to do that. That Batman Lego movie. I don't want to do that. And then (laughs) immediately, even just a few days later, I woke up with this download. I want you to write a book and I want you to share going through difficulties. And I was like, I don't want to do that either. I wanted to wait for a few years when it was all beautiful and pristine. And then I could look back and tell people, you know, how to do it. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, And then I want you to do this book. And then I want you to do this course. And I want you to help women and doing coaching and then help them. And I was like, when do I get to breathe and feel sorry for myself? You know, (laughs) he was not having any of it. And that was the best thing that could ever happen because I was so focused forward that I got the healing in the doing. Now, I'm not saying there aren't places for days where you just do a pajama day and you're like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I've got a thing of soup and I'm watching an old movie and don't bother me. But what he did for me was... I was able to get my healing in the way of focusing on healing other women. And that was huge. So for purpose, 
I would say go back to, I actually have a freebie thing. If you want to go on my website, it's completely free. It's just, it's a little purpose. Um, we do five videos. It's a purpose challenge and it's five to seven minute videos. And you can just go on and I help you write down, okay, this new stage, what are my talents and interests and abilities and contribute contributions and what is for me for the future? And I help you nail it down and funnel a niche. And then you create a purpose statement. It's super easy, super fast. You can do it in an hour if, if you wanted to, but that's awesome. Whatever you do, I invite you to take that time to say, what now, what's next? And ask him what that could be and partner with the Lord and then take him what we call your 16 stones from the brother of Jared. You get to have a say, I would like to do this. I would like, I'd like to sing with the band. I would like to start working out. I would actually like to have my friend relationships again. I would actually like to go and play pickleball, whatever it is. I encourage you to write all of this down and barf it out. And also ask him how you can repurpose what you've gone through. I work with women in their speaking and their writing and, and being a media presence for him, as I said. And so often what they end up feeling this rumble to share about is the very things they've gone through and what, and repurposing it like that Kitsugi where you break the, the ceramic and yes. break China or whatever. And, and then you glue it back together with gold and it's more valuable Find your Kitsugi way of repurposing this thing. And I can promise you, as I've helped women do this, I've seen what they do. There is a light. There is a joy. There is a meaning and a fulfillment that comes in the doing of that, that now it's so savior-like, it's so vicarious where they can turn around and they go, oh, I get the goodness that came from that experience. And it changes everything. Oh, that's so beautiful. I just recently talked about that art, the Kintsugi art, and how it's so symbolic of our lives. We feel like they're broken and useless and all of our dreams are shattered. It can feel like that when, you know, your marriage is ending and feels like your life is falling apart. But if we just have that faith in the Heavenly Father, He knows how to help us put them all back together so beautifully and design something unique that we couldn't have even thought of on our own. We can't imagine the beautiful creation that heavenly father has in mind when it feels like everything's broken. So oh, I love that. So true. In fact, when you said that, that just made me think of, I don't know. I, I speak in terms of kids, books and movies because you know, that's what I've done for years, but I don't know if anyone's read fable Haven with Brandon mole, but it's one of the best New York times, bestselling series. It's like a Harry Potter, but only mystical creatures and things like that. Anyway, it's so good. Okay. But they have these little, um, creatures in there they call brownies that are just little small size and what they do is they will leave ingredients outside of their little door at night any kind of ingredients and in the morning they make something yummy and delicious with those ingredients that you've never had before it's a new combination and it blows your mind i bet his wife gave him suggestions on that because wouldn't we love that as <laughs> cooking yes. we just put the little ingredients <laughs> and the brownies make it yummy and we're like there's yummy breakfast and dinner yes. but anyway it made me think of that because the lord can do anything. You can give him anything, loaves, fishes, whatever it is, and he can make something better out of it. That's the beauty of his life-saving, life-giving atonement. And I can promise people listening, if they will take those pieces, those 16 stones, he will help them start to see how to make something more amazing that they had never seen before. I look at the opportunities that myself and my kids have had. Now I host two podcasts. Now I do speaking everywhere. Now I host retreats and a leadership circle. And I'm teaching women that who are now going out and speaking and doing their own retreats and all their things. I had not even foreseen this at all. It is amazing. My kids opportunities to go to France and start their own business and all of these amazing things that I could not have foreseen 
but it took opening up and saying, what is it that you would like me to do? Here's what I'm thinking. Now, is there something better Then tell me what it is that you see and being patient with that process and amazing miracles over and over. So you're exactly right. You don't know the path the Lord has prepared, but we know in either 12, he says in the gift of his son, he has prepared a more excellent way. And he has, there is an excellent way just waiting for you to walk through that door. Oh, I love that. So true. Okay. If you could share one tip for my listeners in finding and fulfilling your purpose after a difficult time, after divorce, what would that be? Hands down, get so close to heavenly father and the savior, whatever it takes. It may be you up your time going to the temple. The temple was my refuge every week without fail. That was just my place. I'm sure you felt the same way, but it doesn't have to be that it could be. We just had someone speak uh, in church on Sunday and he talked about after his divorce, he would do night walks. And he, we live up in the mountains and he had moved up here and he said, I would just take these night walks and go up this route that it was all dark. Cause we don't have a lot of street lamps up here. And he would see all the stars and he would have these conversations with God. It was absolutely pivotal for him. So whatever it is, get so close to him. That is how I was able to navigate some tricky tundra in my divorce. Because you can either choose to play games or you can choose to just go through it with the Lord and say, I'm not smart enough to dance this dance because this is the thinking and mindset of people and ways of going about things I don't want to go into. But if you partner with the Lord, and I mean daily, it it shifts everything. One piece of that, if you're not sure where to start, Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon daily. Don't miss a day. Even if you just do five verses, I'm not kidding. I used to hate the scriptures when I was young. Now I don't miss a day. And it's, it's going with a question or going like sister Nelson talks about, but going with a prayer in your heart of, I am wiped out today. I don't even want to read these five verses, but I'm wiped out, but I'm doing it because I want to be obedient. And I'm asking for the blessings. Are there blessings that I can claim? Because I'm going to read these verses so that I can claim them. Everything that I can look at my life right now and say is magical. And I live a beautiful life. I can hands down trace back and take that red thread back to me saying, I'm going to go through this experience, absolutely bonded to heavenly father, the savior and the Holy ghost. And that made everything incredible. Oh, Connie, that is so powerful. I couldn't agree more. The temple was my safe haven. I ran to the temple every week. If I could sometimes twice a week, if I could, I just, I felt that power. It was like I would go and plug in and charge up and then I could go back and deal with whatever else I had to deal with. And you said something else that just resonates with me. I felt when I went through my divorce, I was 29. I had three young children and I had been a full-time mom. I had graduated from BYU when I was pregnant with my first. So I had been at home with my children all that time, hadn't worked outside the home. And I just felt so unknowledgeable, just unaware. I knew I didn't have the knowledge and the wisdom that I needed to make the decisions that I felt like I would need for our future. And I just clung to the Lord. I was like, I know the Lord knows. I need the wisdom and the knowledge that only he can give me to get through this. And it was literally day by day, sometimes hour by hour. I remember just falling on my knees, begging the Lord to like, help me know what to do, what to say, how to talk to my children. And how to navigate this situation. And it just came, it came hour by hour, day by day, as I kept turning to him and finding like 
I don't know why I said that. I don't know why I told my attorney that. Like, I know it wasn't me. It was coming from him. And I'm just so grateful for that. I, I agree completely. He will lead you through any storm, any trial, if you just cling to him and trust him. Beautiful. Amen. Everything <laughs> you just said. Mm. Yeah, so true. Well, this has just been so lovely. I feel like I could just talk to you all day. You have so much wisdom and insight to share. I'm so grateful for you sharing. Before we end, I'd love to ask you the question that I end all of my interviews with, and that is, what does finding joy in the journey mean to you? It means seeing the possibilities every single day. It's a gift that we wake up alive. And I don't mean it like a cat poster. I mean, really, it is a gift. And we have another day to prepare to meet him. So what a gift. How are we going to use that day? And I, I tell people all the time, every day we create our world. We create new relationships, things we're seeking, new thoughts, new ideas. We're creating literally our world. What world do you want to create today? And that's the joy in the journey is when we look at it and go, ooh, like the brownies, what do I want to make with all these ingredients that are in my life? That's finding the joy. Oh, that is so beautiful. Thank you. So tell everyone, where can they find you if they want to connect with you and find more about the purpose and identity? Give them all your information. You're so sweet. You can definitely reach me at ConnieSocal.com. I do free consultation discovery calls is what we call them. If people are like, ah, oh, I don't know, I, I'm here, but I want to be here and I don't know how to get to there. I can help you with that. So we do a free 30 minute call and I just get it. We talk about where you're at and then some different suggestions of maybe what you can do to get where you want to go and how to do it in the best way for you. So I love those calls. So you can schedule that at ConnieSocal.com slash apply, or just go to the, the website and if you want just tips and tools, you can check out on my website. I have my podcast. We have blog posts. I have so Facebook lives. We have so much content that you could get that helps you know how to find and fulfill your purpose. And then if you want to start sharing your message in a specific way, how you can do that too. We have so much for you. Oh, Connie, this has just been wonderful. Such a treat. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you. It was a total pleasure. Thanks, Jen. If you're ready to dive deeper into this work and learn the tools and the skills you need to change the trajectory of your life forever, go to ldsdivorce.com and sign up for a free consultation with me. This is just the tip of the iceberg, my friends. There is so much more. I would love to work with you and be your life coach.